Welcome to Love and Lead Like a Queen podcast for women. My name is Audra Renee Richardson. I am a personal leadership educator for high-performance women across the globe. I help women replace their boss hats with a crown. I went from being a teen mom on welfare to a wife, a mother of six, and a leader building my empire from the ground up. I created Love and Lead Like a Queen for women like you in mind. You are a wife, mother, a boss, and a leader that knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we cover what it really takes to replace those boss hats with a crown. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? Um, how do I make money from my podcast? The answer is every one of these questions is really simple, right? Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculous. Ridiculously easily to use, and now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. Yes, your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you want to get started with your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Audra Richardson, back with another episode of Love and Lead Like a Queen. I am so excited to introduce uh, Kendall Brown, which is a licensed professional counselor. She's a licensed chemical dependent counselor. She's an EMD, EMDR therapist. Let me get that right. Let me get all those letters right, okay? <laughs> um, she currently works at the Potter's House Center of Counseling and Behavior Health. She also owns a, the Evolve Counseling, Consulting, and Coaching, where she provides therapy uh, for children uh, in the foster care, but also family. And so thank you for being on this episode with us. I'm so excited to have you. Have some girl talk. <laughs> hey, thanks for inviting me. Yes, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have been really busy during this time. Um, for counseling for many, many people. I know that during this season that we're in with this COVID and the pandemic, whichever word people choose to use, right? Um, but counseling has been um, one of the things that I think we all need. We have always needed counseling, but I do see and I hear many, many uh, ladies are saying, hey, now I'm in counseling. And so I think my first question to you would be, how have COVID impacted families to where you've seen them say, hey, we need counseling? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, the big um, hot word is pivot, you know, and so a lot of families have um, trying to adapt and pivot and make these changes and um, just figure out what 
life should look like during the pandemic, being stuck in a house with everybody, mm-hmm. um, building relationships, um, learning communication, um, you know, fair fighting rules, right? Good argument tactics, just good ways to communicate better mm-hmm. um, and get along with one another in the family, um, trying to stay connected and in unity. That's been a big thing that's been happening with family so far that we've seen um, in the counseling field. Mm. So do you see where uh, maybe the the woman of the house is saying, hey, we need counseling, or is it more of the men that's saying, because you know, sometimes men feel like, counseling is not for me like I don't need counseling like we got this right but do you see where the women is the one that's that's calling you or maybe some men are saying hey my family needs help are we, are we seeing men crying out as well yes we are seeing a um, large population of men um I have had a few uh, couples and the man has called Mm-hmm. And say, hey, you know, our, our marriage is really struggling right now. We need help, you know, uh, with parenting. We need help with just trying to stay together, you know. And so a lot of people have um, decided to separate since COVID. And so that um, they started going to counseling first or maybe at the end of COVID. And it's been a, really a struggle. And so you see a lot of separations. You see about it on TV and things like that. And so a lot of couples have been coming. And the man has initiated. And it's been really good. And it's wow. surprising. Yeah, that's great. Like, I really like to hear that because um, some of the questions I get from women that, you know, I work with high performance women and they're like, you know, I can do all the things, but I really enjoy when my husband or my significant other can see that, hey, I need help. And they make the call and say, hey, my spouse mm-hmm. need help. I'm going to hire the counselor. I'm going to have the therapist, you know, the housekeeper, the shelf and all these things to yes. help make our home better. And so I really like um, that the men are stepping up and saying, hey, our family need help to hold it together. Um, and so so you seeing the men, they're coming to the table and they're stepping up and they're they're actually saying, hey, we we need this. That's yes, I have seen. Yeah, it's been a, it's been pretty amazing. cool to watch. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um that's great. Like that really uh, makes me feel better to know that men are noticing in the admission that um, to bring yeah. in help to say, hey, we don't have it all together, but I'm willing to save my family. That That's important mm-hmm. because all we see, all we see on social media and the news is family breaking up, this person getting a divorce, this one's cheating. You know, we see all the negative, but there are families mm-hmm. out there that is saying, hey, no, help us. We're screaming for help over here. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to know that men are stepping up, but I want to know, um, also we're seeing a lot of things that our children, and I say our children because they are, when we see kids um, are dealing with issues um, at school, um, they're dealing with, because they've been on lockdown in the house, um, like mine, they're still home, homeschooling, you know, but to for kids they may think that you know they're on lockdown or whatever case may be but we're seeing kids that are you know bullying is the high cases of bullying uh school shootings like never before it's like oh my gosh what is going on what what Mm -hmm. what are in these kids mind um are you seeing where children during these family sessions where the kids are beginning to open up to you and share about bullying in the schools? So 
kids don't like to share with their parents, but they do come to therapy and they'll just share how they feel in counseling. And that is um, really good. You know, if parents um, will utilize bringing their kids to counseling, um, you know, because with all of the bullying and with all of the things that they're experiencing and seeing, um, even with COVID and the transition with wearing a mask or um, being at home, uh, I hear kids saying, you know, I lost a lot you know, I miss a lot, you know, socialization, I didn't have it, you know, and so they're depressed after this, they're, some of them um, have uh, felt lonely, yeah. in a way, you know, so some of my kids who, like, uh, graduated during COVID, right, like, mm -hmm. from the 10th grade into the 12th grade, or in college now, and they're like, I don't even have really good social skills, and things like that, I'm like, well, we can, you know, we have to recover that, mm -hmm. but even the little babies, yeah, you know, they're anxious, and they're worried or who, you know, they're just going to school and for the first time in second grade because they missed those years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that that's difficult. Um, and so being able to process that and talk about that um, because the school, you know, the school counselor, they don't get a lot of time with the children. You know, one school counselor for 300 kids or 500 kids, it's not a really enough. And so they really need to tap into coming to therapy and talking to a counselor and allowing the kids to really share how they feel, you know? Um, I went and participated uh, at Konania for after the shooting in Mansfield yeah, and yeah. Um, was talking to the kids and the kids, you know, they don't, they just don't share with their families. They don't share with their parents. It's, it's not the same as going to talk to someone who doesn't place judgment or who's not asking a lot of questions or who doesn't have an expectation bar for them. Um, and so it's important, even the family, uh, we were telling the parents like, you know, they're like, well, well, how can I get my kid to talk to me? Well, come to therapy and we can do family therapy or do individual therapy and talk one-on-one -on -one and give you the skills necessary um, in parenting a kid in these times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, um, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I remember when our oldest daughter, because we had blended in our oldest daughter, we put her in counseling um, mm -hmm. immediately when we uh, got married. And we, and I told him, I advised my husband for us to do that and he would bring her and I said hey this is time for you and her to go because when you're blending a family you know all the kids are not going to transition as easy right? right because they feel like they're leaving their family they're moving to a new town and city um she's you know in high school leaving her friends and thought she was gonna always graduate you know at this school mm -hmm. and and one of the things that I told my husband I'll say you know you can't judge whatever she say in the session. It's okay. Like that's her point of view. And sometimes as parents, we have to be okay with saying, hey, you know what? But they said that that's not true, but that's their point of view. I give them that space to talk to the counselor and get off their chest how they feel. Give them that space to write things down, um, to journal. I'm big about journaling, you know, tell my kids journal things, you know, and give your kids that space to just be themselves you know it, it don't have to always be right and Absolutely. so do you see in the sessions where when kids share something that sometimes the parents may want to judge absolutely um, yeah absolutely from everything you know kids um a big thing I've been seeing is just how they dress you know or yes. gender right gender and mm -hmm. identity you know, it's like my my mom wants me to wear my hair like this, or my mom wants me to dress like this, or she wants me to sit like this. And, you know, um, 
you know, so much, so much control and not allowing the kid to just be themselves or, oh, you seen a fight? Who, who did it? You know, like just allowing them to uh, let this be their safe space. Right. right. And be able without judgment. Parents are so sometimes so critical um, and so wanting to jump in. And it's not always the time to jump in or ask questions or overwhelm the kid, but allow them just to just to listen, just listen to them. They want they really want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Just listen to them. You, you know, um, we we do this thing at home with our kids. And so this might help someone else be like, well, how do you do that? Because sometimes kids can say things and you like, I know you did not just say that. Like, but I like to give yeah. our kids that space. <laughs> like we, we have these bar stools, you know, at the bar. And when we finish eating dinner, it's like, okay, who's on the hot seat tonight? And now we just listen to you. How do you feel? How are you feeling this week? What are you thinking? Um, did you mm-hmm. not like how we um, said something at that moment? Now, my thing is, is watch your tone in the way you deliver it, though, because, you know, kids can be a little disrespectful, right? And mm-hmm. you have to go back mm-hmm. and check them just a little bit like, hold up, let's, let's keep this respectful. I want to hear your opinion. I want to know how you feel in this house because you play a part in this house. So this is your safe space. You get a few minutes to just express yourself. And so I think it is important for for parents to give our kids that space to think for themselves, to say, hey, it's okay for you to think and feel this way, but let's let's check in. Let's check in and make sure what you're Mm -hmm. thinking and what you're telling yourself is good, is healthy, you know, like we have to do for ourselves. Sometimes we think things that is not right <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's not right we just could tell ourselves that same story and clean that stuff up so i think the counseling is great um oh uh, what is uh maybe you can share maybe one or two things that you see during this time we're getting ready to go in 2022 uh, oh my gosh that feels funny even saying that it does. It does. It does. <laughs> like hold up can we slow it down a little bit but time waits for no man okay <laughs> but <laughs> but what would you say as we are pre- preparing for the new year and we don't know what it's gonna look like we don't know. We don't have all the pieces. We don't have all the answers. And I do believe as women, we may think that we have all the answers sometimes, but we don't, right? We really don't, ladies. Um, let's make sure that we we put a pin in that. So it's best that we put people in place to help us, right? It should be a village. And so with us going into the new year, what would you say that families... Um, should kind of focus on as far as dealing with maybe dealing with the trauma or preparing them because we don't know what the pandemic or COVID is going to look like that it would help them it would help their relationship it would help them individual and help our children as they prepare to go into the new year what what is maybe one or two things you could say as far as counseling perspective um, to kind of assist them as we are still kind of dealing with a little trauma, people are dealing with abuse, still dealing with uh, verbal abuse, mental, you know, all these things. What is something that you can that you can kind of help us to put in place for our families? Absolutely. I think you tapped into some of those things, such as like journal writing, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, I ask the parents, can you get your child a journal? You know, so they can write how they feel. And then also let them know that you're not going to read their journal nobody's going to write in a journal they feel like somebody's going to read it you know and so a lot of times that 
that is the case. Like, oh, you know, who's going to read my journal? So kids won't write in it. But if you validate their feelings, you know, allow them to, to have um, an opinion, you know, and to um, have a voice, you know, that's important. I think that that um, the hot seat thing that you do, you know, like that's just that listening piece. You know, they want to be heard. Again, if you set out some time weekly with your child, your children, um, whatever that looks like, you know, hey, you know, let me hear from you. You know, what's going on? And in this moment, it's laissez-faire, hands off. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be critical. Uh, you know, as and kids are like, yeah, right you're going to say something, you're going to do something. No, I'm not, I'm not going to, but like you said, you still be respectful, you, your delivery, your tone, uh, your affect, you know, like um, how you say it, but you can still be honest here and allowing your kid to be honest. That takes away some of the anxiety that they have, yeah. some of the, um, the sadness that comes from with depression, those type of things are underlining and undercursors to more anxiety and depression. So if we can allow them to communicate and just share how they feel, just, just share, you know, and that can really be um, a thing that helps kids adapt better. That can be pivotal. That can be uh, a paradigm shift in the family dynamic if we yeah. start to do those type of things. And I think that uh, we can. We just have to start um, allowing the kids to speak and write <laughs> from the lips or the fingertips. Let it out, not hold it, it in. Absolutely. And uh, something came to mind when you said that was, I think um, as women, sometimes we, if we're not careful, we'll put the same boundaries on our, uh, we'll allow our spouse that space, but not our kids. Mm, and we kind of good. put those boundaries on them and expect them to think and do things and act the same way. Um, but no, if you will give your spouse that, that, um, type of you know say hey okay let's talk about it you know you can say tell me how you feel but why not give that same um respect and space to your kids someone mm -hmm. that you're shaping like we're nurturing them they get their um we model this behavior before them so give them the same grace that you would give someone else or give them the same space that you would give your friend mm -hmm. right Let's make sure we are giving that same, that, as they say now, this energy. Let's give the same respect and energy, you yeah. know, to our to the people in our house. Let's be good to the people in our house, Absolutely. so that when we go outside of our house, we know how to be good to other people. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Let's be the let's be the same person at home and outside the house. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. So do you have anything else you, um, else you would like to add? I, I already know you're coming back. We're going to have her all throughout 2022. 20, uh, so y'all just just set your notifications because she's going to come and help us get through this, this next year. Help us to figure out, you know, how to help in our relationships, help with our children. Because y'all, we need all the help we can get. Kids are a little bit different now. I always tell my, my oldest kids, they laugh at me because I say, the teenagers that I have now is much different than when our grown kids, when they were that age, they're mm -hmm. different to me. And when I talk to women, they're like, they are, they think they, they are different, move different. so much uh, technology, 
um and you have to name it that so it's so much that we're going to talk about right so we're going to have you back so anything else you would like to add to the women maybe that they can implement we're going to implement some of the things that you already said but anything else you would like to maybe leave with them um you know one of the things that i think so that is so important is affirmations like Mm -hmm. we have to speak to ourselves and um empowerment you know loving ourselves because we give so much and when we are depleted we have to refill every day every day don't skip a day without telling yourself who you are and um an identity and don't lose your identity in just being a mom or just being a spouse okay and so we loving ourselves um you are it you know remembering that you you you're you, you rock you're awesome Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hey, let's do those affirmations and teach your kids. It doesn't matter how old they are. I do it with my three-year-old. I did it when he was two. Like, talk to your kids. If you're pregnant, talk to the baby. Say, I am, you know, you are. Tell the baby who their baby's mm-hmm. going to be. Um, you know, and it's teaching them. When, they, when We model the behavior. We model what they should do Absolutely. sometimes without even saying anything. And so if they see that you are speaking good things to yourself and they hear it, they would do the same thing. So I think it's important that we do it and then we tell them about it and then they begin to do that as well. Absolutely. So important to do that. Well, thank you so much for coming and um, doing this episode with us. I can't wait to have you back again so we can help uh, families get through this these trying times. Um, so thank you for everything that you're doing in the community. Thank you. Uh, you have been serving through this whole pandemic, you know, and pouring out so much. Y'all, she has been booked and busy, okay? <laughs> but we appreciate yes. your time um, for adding value to the community. So that's all we have, y'all, for this episode of Lovingly Like a Queen. We'll see you on the next episode. You all have a good one.